Welcome, America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. The truckers say F around and find out, New York City. Suffer. Ha ha ha. We got a great story. You probably heard about it already. It's beginning right now in New York. Love it. Hey, anybody in New York watching the show live? If you are, please give me an update. What's happening? Anything? Biden's blackmail at the border. Oh, yeah. Got more info. It's not going well, and it's getting worse. And Trump sneakers? You want a pair? You can't. They're sold out. In fact, they sold out like right after they started being offered. And we'll tell you about that and a whole lot more. There is a ton of stuff on the show tonight and it is all coming up thank you for popping by appreciate it whether you're watching us live right now on rumble or if you are watching us on tape delayed vod down the road a bit which a lot of people do thank you for popping in checking us out we appreciate it be sure you hit the follow button and our thumbs up too that helps the algorithm and helps other people find the show we really do appreciate that and uh, by the way, this show is also a podcast, if you didn't know. We suck out the audio of the show, <clears throat> and we put that up on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher. Uh, Geo7 in India actually also carries our podcast, so hi, India. And uh, yeah, you can check it out, subscribe to our podcast there. It's just the audio part of this show. So thank you for those of you who do. Okay, before we jump into it, we're going to jump into telling you about one of our great sponsors, and that is NordVPN. We do so many stories on this show about people spying on your internet access, people grabbing your personal private information and data, selling it off to marketers and evil people. In this digital age that we live in, nothing more important if you're going to be online than to have a VPN a virtual private network. <clears throat> NordVPN, one of, if not the best VPNs you can find at one of the best prices you can find. With Nord, you can browse the web safely, securely, securely knowing your data is protected. They have military-grade encryption, ensuring your data stays safe and confidential. Now, not only do they protect your privacy, but it also unlocks a world full of content. Over 6,000 servers in 59 countries. You can access your favorite websites, streaming services, all from anywhere in the world. And protect your family, your friends. Folks, the thought occurred to me over the last day or two. We're talking, thinking about NordVPN. We talk about how with one single account, you can have up to six devices hooked up. I don't know why I didn't think of this before. <clears throat> you, your spouse, your kids, but very important, your mom or your dad, they're likely online. We old people, you know, we don't give up. We're still online, but sometimes they're a little slow on the take for, you know, how to protect themselves, what to click, what not to click. Adding your mom or your dad or both of them with their internet account to your NordVPN account will help them a lot. It will keep them safe and keep them protected and their private data protected too. 
That is a really good reason to get yourself a NordVPN account. Hook up to six devices. And by the way, you know you don't have to be some tech guru. It's not complicated. You fire up the app. You press one button. And that's it. You are protected. All your data, everything else protected. Take a look at the comparison. Nord, Express, Private, Proton, Pure. Hands down, the best VPN you can find for connection speed, how many servers they have. you got to protect your online activity, folks. Like I said, with this deal, using the link in our show notes, Two-year plan, 63% off, and three months free for a friend. How about that? $3.99 a month at this discount. It's insane. It's less than the price of a cup of coffee. To protect your privacy, your data, your mom or dad's, worth every penny. NordVPN, use the link in our show notes and get yourself an account over there at NordVPN. Okay, on with the show, this is it. Overture, cut the lights. Hey, New York, <laughs> you're in for a fight. I love it. What happened is after this ass judge did this ass ruling, fining Trump so many hundreds of millions stopping him from doing business in New York. The truckers, who a vast majority, are enormous Trump supporters, and they've had it. If you haven't seen this story already, just a bit of background, the truckers decided, that's it, we're done. We are cooked. We are not delivering anything to New York City. Now, these are the big guys, the big 18-wheelers that haul all that crap in and out of the city. Can you imagine trying to drive an 18-wheeler in New York City? Insane. Anyway, they won't be doing that for a week because they've decided to protest. Liberals laughing at the thought of a boycott of New York City. Well, guess what, liberals? You are in for a shock. There was a boycott similar to the one that's happening right now in New York. There was one in Colorado, and it worked in spades. The real trucker Jake, this link is in our show notes, he put this out on his Twitter. MAGA patriots make this country run. Liberals make our coffee. Good morning, patriots. This is trucker Jake. There's talk of a trucker boycott of the city of New York to protest the persecution of President Trump. Now, liberals seem to think that this is a pretty funny idea. Let me tell you a quick story. A couple years ago, a Colorado trucker was involved in a terrible accident, loss of life. It was tragic. The Colorado judge sentenced that trucker to 110 years in prison. Now, you decide for yourself whether or not he deserved that prison sentence, but when truck drivers from around America heard about that sentence, they organized a boycott against the state of Colorado. And within a month, they brought the state of Colorado to its knees. That judge resentenced that trucker from 110 years to 10 years in prison. 
The point is, MAGA patriots make this country run. Liberals, they make our coffee. This is Trucker Jake. God bless President Trump. God bless MAGA America. God bless our truckers. Y'all have a blessed day. All right. How about that? The real Trucker Jake. See? Colorado. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Breitbart's got a great write-up and a great story about exactly what's happening. Fuck around and find out. Pro-Trump truckers boycott New York City after civil fraud verdict. Look at that. <laughs> Some Trump-supporting truckers refusing to transport goods to and from New York City. Not just bringing in supplies, taking them out. $355 million fine. Trump had his ability to run business in the state suspended in Friday's civil fraud verdict. A pro-Trump truck driver known as Chicago Ray posted a video on his ex-account following the verdict, sharing he and several of his colleagues are declining New York City delivery jobs. These truckers do not work for anybody but themselves. They are self-employed. They have every ability to tell the people that the companies that they're hauling loads for, any place but New York, and they're doing it. He says, I've been talking on the radio for the last hour and 15 minutes, at least talked to 10 drivers, and they're going to start refusing loads to New York City starting Monday. That would be today. Wow. He went on to denounce uh, the idiot judge's ruling which barred Trump from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation for three years on top of that $350 over million dollar fine, ass nine fine. Our bosses don't care, according to Ray, if we deny the load. We'll just go somewhere else. Truckers are for Trump. I mean, we're like 95, 96% all Trump. Ain't no mother effers for Biden. Another driver known as American Trucker on X joined the boycott. He wrote, got your back, Chicago One Ray. No NYC. <laughs> F around and find out, New York. It's just going to get worse. And you think, you think. I've seen reaction to this like, oh, we should just fire them. Like I said, they don't work for anybody. They work for themselves. You can't fire them. That's how much you know, you fools. And you don't think this is going to have an effect? There are a lot of truck drivers taking part in this boycott. The truck drivers bring virtually everything you need on a daily basis into your idiot city. Not this week. Enjoy it. Oh, I love it. I love it. We'll keep an eye on this. We'll let you know as it progresses what's going on, how it's affecting New York. It is going to affect New York. There is no doubt about it. On the other side of the country, the idiots continue. This story it's from KQED. Inform, inspire, involve. 
San Francisco. Now, the minute I say San Francisco, right away you can roll your eyes and go, oh, please, what now? What now is right? They in San Francisco have just appointed a new special, a new election commission member. This person is a member of the election commission. This person is not a citizen of the United States. There she is. The newest member of the San Francisco Election Commission, which is a seven-member civilian body that oversees, creates policies for the city's Department of Elections, is not legally allowed to vote herself. Yes, you heard that right. She is not legally allowed to vote. She is on the Election Commission. She is not a citizen. Kelly Wong, immigrant rights advocate, believed to be the first non-citizen appointed to the Election Commission. Swearing-in ceremony, administered by Board of Supervisor President Aaron Peskin Wednesday, dozens of people gathered to commemorate the occasion. You want to see Wong giving her gratitude and thanks to everyone for helping to support her. Here, take a listen to what she had to say. Did you catch that? Yeah, me neither, because I don't speak Mandarin. I speak about four words of Mandarin. This is your new election commissioner. And that was her victory speech. Wong's appointment, the result of a 2020 voter-approved voter measure that removed the requirement to be a citizen to serve on boards in San Francisco. The voters, you idiots, voted to allow this to happen. Enjoy yourselves. Non-citizen. And of all the boards she could have been appointed to, She's been appointed to the Election Commission. You understand, she can't vote, right? Legally, in an election. San Francisco. Here's a story that... Uh, I don't have a problem with this, but it needs to go further. Somali Muslim parents are now being allowed to opt out their kids from a curriculum that covers LGBTQ topics. 
in Minnesota public schools. The school district says that the opt-outs do not align with Muslim values, teaching the curriculum of the LGBTQN2PSQ, whatever the hell. So they are now allowing Muslim parents to opt out, opt their kids out of those classes when they're taught. St. Louis Park Public Schools, six Somali Muslim families threatened legal action against the district, arguing religious freedom. The Minnesota School District said they do not agree with the opt-outs, but are required to comply due to state law. Robin Ware, welcome in. FAFO is right. Starve out the leftist rats. Yes, exactly. The first time they can't get their bagels and locks, all hell is going to break loose. All right, back to this. I don't have a problem with this. If a parent wants or does not want their kids to learn about LGBT, let's just leave it at LGB, okay? Because the T is just an add-on ridiculous as people learn la-la-la. If, if parents don't want their kids taking classes in LGB stuff, they should be allowed to opt out. And in the case of Muslims, they are extremely anti-LGB. But I don't think it goes far enough. Why only Muslims? In a lot of cases, there are Christian families, Jewish families, just people whose family values themselves do not agree with the whole LGBT education system. Look, this crap does not belong in schools anyway. It's not something we need to be wasting kids' time on. How about a little math? How about a little science? How about a little reading? I don't think this goes far enough. If I'm a Christian, and not all, but there are a number of conservative Christians who would want nothing more than to be able to opt out their kid from these classes. At the moment, it only allows for Muslim families for their to parents to have their kids opt out. It's so what, they're like some protected class or something? Why? Any parent, any parent, whatever their faith, or if they have none at all, if they decide they don't want their kids learning about this, they should abso-freaking-lutely have the ability to say, nope, not my kid. Incredible. Aladen. Is it Aladen? Or, yeah, Aladen, I think. Hey, welcome in, Aladen. Good to have you along for the ride. Be sure to hit the follow and uh, thumbs up button. Appreciate that. 
Cool. Nice to have you here. Got some new faces in tonight. Cool beans. Anyway, you know, again, what is it that makes Muslims be allowed to have their own special opt-out clause? That should be available to absolutely any pa parent of any faith or no faith. 100%. That's from Minnesota. We'll see what happens. Keep an eye on it. Links in our show notes if you want to read the whole story. All right. Electric vehicles. Do you own one? Chances are my audience, I doubt it. We own gas guzzlers. You know, by the way, speaking of gas guzzlers, I thought about this earlier today. You know what my first car was? My very first car. A 1968 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Now, if you're old enough and you know that car, that was a land yacht. <laughs> that car was so freaking huge. It got like 100 feet to the gallon. I love that car. It's my first car. It was used, of course. But a 68 Olds Delta 88, what a land yacht. Uh, Pete Buttbeg. I love these screen names. Where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> hey, Pete Buttbeg, F-A-F-O and F-J-B. Let's go, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. Hit that follow button. Thank you, folks, for jumping in. Appreciate it. The Biden administration is backing off because they're idiots and realized they're idiots and made a stupid mistake. They are backing away from their rather aggressive push for this bullshit of electric vehicles. Why? Because nobody wants them. You knew that. They knew that. That's not a bad-looking truck, actually. Too bad they wrecked it by making it electric. That's kind of sharp. Biden reportedly preparing to erase or ease back on their push to force electric vehicles onto you and me. Consumer demand for the vehicles remains extremely low. Dealerships have expressed serious concern. Automakers have cut production and revamped production of gas vehicles. Good. The New York Times reports the move was a concession to automakers and labor unions to force Americans to switch from gas-powered cars to the more expensive, useless electric vehicles, often which have performance issues. You know, Suddenly it becomes wintertime and all you people with your electric vehicles realize that cold weather and batteries don't exactly get along all that well. Serious lack of charging stations, time it takes to recharge your electric car. Yeah, Mickey Flim says, hey, San Francisco, treason much? <laughs> you got that right. Welcome in, Mickey. Thanks for joining in. Be sure you hit that uh, that follow button and the thumbs up. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> anyway, nobody wants these cars. They're pieces of crap. Finally, Biden is backing off his push on electric vehicles. About time. Trump slammed Biden. Ridiculous, all the electric car hoax, he says. Communists in the Biden administration were the ones who were behind the Biden green agenda. Within three years, all of these cars will be made, guess where? Yep, in China. In China. Probably the charging stations, too. And you've seen the mines where they get the cobalt for the batteries. Absolute mess. And we got more because we hate Joe Biden. We know he's nothing but a demented bag of rotting oatmeal. And we love celebrating that fact. Biden's border blackmail. That's the headline. Take a look. <laughs> One week after the Senate Republicans rejected the White House-backed legislation that would have sent $3.7 billion to bail out sanctuary cities while mandating the catch and release of all migrants arrested for illegally entering America from Mexico, Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials threatened to release thousands more migrants into the U.S. by slashing the capacity to detain them at the border. If you got a thousand people coming in every hour, your ability to hold detainees, you only got space for 50 of them. Well, that means the other 50 Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. So they purposely reduce the number of their capacity for holding detainees. And what happens? Gone with the wind. This threat from Biden is more than despicable. But it's also very laughable because it's completely empty. The cuts he's threatening uh, are the exact levels his administration sought in the last budget. He plans to deal with the budget shortfalls at ICE, which is caused, by the way, entirely by his mismanagement, misgovernment of the border. It's a refresh of how he wanted to deploy ICE resources in the first place. No change, no difference. It's the same damn thing. When Biden first got into office, ICE could detain more than 55,000 migrants at one time. Immediately after he took office, he began dismantling that capacity dropped it down to 29,000 beds, from 55,000 to 29,000. And he's been looking to lower it even more. He wants it dropped down to 25. So instead of detaining migrants, 
Biden would prefer we just let him go. All those new voters walking across the border. 200,000 notices to appear, which is, do I have a piece of scrap paper? No, I don't. If I was, I was just going to rip it up because that's exactly what these people do with their notices to appear. Please. The number of notices has risen to more than 500,000 in 2021 to almost a million in 2022. Now, the 2023 data isn't available yet. It's going to be higher. Trust me. So the numbers are going up. And the capacity for us to detain people? It's on purpose. It is absolutely on purpose. One town is fighting back, though. This is a great story. A little teeny tiny town about the size of the one I grew up in, in Cornwall, Connecticut. That was my hometown. From the thinking conservatives striking back at the heart of tyranny because free speech matters. I love this website. Links in our show notes. A small Arizona town is preparing to fight the state over illegal immigration. 300 miles from the U.S. border, residents of the remote Arizona town were ready to take up arms against the governor's actions. Springerville, Arizona, ever heard of it? Probably not. Very small rural town in Arizona. It has what it needs in terms of material amenities for the people who live there. They've got a general store, a small regional hospital, supermarket, retail shops, hotels, parks for recreational vehicles. The town's closest neighbor is Edgar, with about 4,800 people. Nearest city, Sholo, population 11,007. 50 miles southwest across vast golden hills and open range. The mayor from Springerville says, the one thing I pride myself on with this little community is we band together and we love each other and we take care of each other. That's what small town America is all about, folks. Real small town America. I hope that holds when it hits the fan. They sit 300 miles from the U.S. border, but they are not immune to this immigration bullshit. It has almost landed right on its doorstep last year. This year, the mayor fears another shutdown with her state officials if the border crisis grows worse. She says, I've been dreading 2024 because I know we're in for, with the presidential election, it's not going to be pretty. In 2023, illegitimate Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs and her staff pushed the idea of busing illegal aliens to Springerville, a very small town. Housing them in the 189,000 square foot dome stadium. When they found out the residents, they were pissed. 
And uh, they said, fortunately, the confrontation never came about, but they were ready for it. They were arming themselves. They were ready for a standoff, and they were not going to put up with it. They banded together and said, nope, there's my line, and you ain't crossing it. Take a look. There's that dome where they wanted to house these illegals. And they said, nope, ain't going to happen. Good on you. And they stuck with it. They stuck to their guns, pun intended, and said, no way, Jose. <laughs> More literal than you thought. Ed from Needles, same theme with these pricks. Remember Solyndra, F-A-F-O. Ed from Needles, welcome into the show. Man, we got a lot of new viewers tonight. Thank you guys. Appreciate it very, very much. We really do appreciate your popping by. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure and hit the follow button. We want to get our numbers up so more people will find us. All right. What else we got going on here? Where are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there has been a recall. And you're going to want to know about it. Because it is deadly. Deadly. Stay tuned. We'll tell you about it coming up in just a bit. Right now, another one of our sponsors is Blackout Coffee. The President's Day sale is live. Blackout Coffee, folks. Awake, not woke. This company is all about what you and I are all about. America. Freedom. Integrity. Honesty. Family values. Blackout Coffee supports our troops and supports this country, and we support it. All that's great, but the bottom line is, if you don't make a good product, doesn't matter. Time for you to be awake, not woke. Start your day with a hot America First cup of Blackout Coffee. They are an active supporter of this show, of the USA. They love the country. That's awesome. But like I said, they have a great product. If you don't have a product to back it up, you're dead in the water. These guys are amazing. They work with local co-ops and American farmers to source the best beans, and they have a small batch roasting process. When you order, and only once you order, within 48 hours, they roast your beans. Then ship them out right away, maybe, what, two, three days to get to your house from shipping, and you've got a bag of beans that have been fresh roasted, and that makes all the difference Full-bodied, full-flavored, robust, never bitter. Blackout coffee is absolutely amazing coffee. You are going to want to try. Just head over to the show, to the uh, uh, site. It's in our show notes, top link. Check it out. Order a single bag. You don't have to go spend a billion dollars. You can if you like. But just try a bag of Blackout coffee. These fresh-roasted beans are amazing. I drink it. I drink it day and night. Oh, man, it's good. They've got all kinds of different blends and roasts over there, and be sure to check them out. Look at that. Just buy a single bag. When you check out, use our promo code. That will get you 20% off your first order. J20, J-A-Y-20 is our promo code. 20% discount off your first order at Blackout Coffee with the promo code J20. Blackout Coffee helps support America, helps support this company, and helps support your coffee addiction. P 
because the coffee from Blackout is second to none. I promise you. We've had uh, viewers here who've bought bags and put reviews into our live chat here and said, amazing, incredible coffee. They're all there, and you can see some more reviews on the website itself. All right. That is Blackout Coffee. Thanks, folks, for uh, sponsoring the show. We are very proud to have you as a part of this program. All right, a deadly recall, and man, this is scary. It's from uh, the Epic Times, Epic Health. From the FDA, they've put out a notice. More products are being recalled because of a deadly outbreak. Marcus MKE says, Nyers, y'all be eating Soylent Green soon, F-A-F-O. <laughs> you remember that film? That's funny. I was just thinking about that today. F-A-F-O is right. Soylent Green. If you're old enough, you know that movie. Great, great sci-fi movie. In fact, the reason I was thinking of it, let me just, I'll get back to this in a minute because it's important. The link's in our show notes. I saw a story and I'm following up on it because I, I have nothing other than one X post to say whether or not it's true. But I saw a story where some city or county has authorized liquefying dead bodies human dead bodies, putting them in some sort of chemical and liquefying them. That's the worst part. It gets better. Then dumping them down the drain into the public sewer system. Liquefied human remains. Where they are then collected, and guess what they do with it? Yep. Fertilizer for your food products. Like I said, I saw one post. I tried to check, see if there was any more information. I couldn't find it, but I'm not giving up. I'll keep an eye out. Soylent Green Much. That close, folks. That close. Seriously. Liquefy the body. Stick it down the drain. Suck it up. And put it on the crops as fertilizer. Very nice. Costco, Safeway, Vons, others have sold these recalled products, and it is extremely dangerous. A recall of products containing cheese linked to a bacterial contamination reported this month has been expanded to salads and taco kits. I love tacos. The company Rizzo Lopez, based in Modesto, California, recalled dozens of products related to the recall, saying a listeria bacterial outbreak forced it to do so. According to U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, 26 cases have been reported. Meanwhile, 23 people have been hospitalized, and two people have died associated with the outbreak since early this month. States reported cases include Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina, Oregon, Tennessee, Texas, and Washington. 
Wow, that's a lot. Now the types of cheeses are Blanco Suave, Cotija, Ocasha, Panela, Queso Crema, Queso Fresco, Queso Frere, Queso Seco, Requeson, and Ricotta, according to the agency. Sold around the United States under many, many brand names. Too many here to read them all. Please do, though. Check out the link. It is in our show notes. Because everything from Trader Joe's to uh, Fresh Express have sold these products. You need to figure it out. You need to know. And they have a huge recall. This outbreak has been deadly in two cases. Not something to F around with. Seriously, not something to F around with. Are you a sneaker fanatic? You know, it's funny. I still call them sneakers because when I was a kid, that's what they were. They were sneakers. Mostly kids. Now, now what? Sport shoes? Is that what everybody calls them? Sport shoes? I still call them sneakers. Anyway... Here's a pair you might want to take a look at. Yeah, they're gold. I don't think they're real gold. Maybe because they're Trump high tops. <laughs> and hours after they launched, sold out. Completely sold out. President Trump high top sneakers sold out hours after their launch Saturday at a sneaker con in Philadelphia. The shoes called Never Surrender High Top Sneakers sold, wow, 399 bucks. The pair along with two low tops and a 99 bottle of Victory 47 perfume and cologne were available for purchase on a new website. There's a link in the article. This article's in our show notes. He says, I just want to tell you, I wanted to do this for a long time, Trump says, when he was unveiling the sneaker line. I have some incredible people that work with me on things, and they came up with this, and it's something I've been talking about for 12 years. I think it's going to be a big success. Well, it was, Don. Sold out in an hour or two. Man. A thousand pairs available. Super limited. Ten were randomly autographed by Trump. Cool. Also launched the T Red Wave sneaker and the POTUS 45. Both somewhat less at 199 bucks. Man, $399 for a pair of gold. You know what? You see the T? Let me get my mouse back. You see the T? And check out the American flag on the backside. They're actually pretty sharp. I mean, I wouldn't personally wear I couldn't afford them. But they're not bad looking. You know, like Trump, they're in your face and gaudy. That's what Trump is. He's in your face and he's gaudy. That's his brand. So be it. Why shouldn't his sneakers be like that? Robin Ware says, whatever happened to Hobbs? 
sending the National Guard to the border, lying phony bitch. Uh, as far as I know, they are at the border and they are, you know, a, a better question would be what happened to the Biden telling them they can't do that and them saying, mm, we're going to do it anyway. Was never going to send them. You mean you mean the White House sending in? Oh yeah, yeah, that never happened. He backed off that right quick, didn't he? Came up with a whole bunch of other things to uh, distract us from. But you're right. All that threatening, and nothing happened. Typical. Piri Reese, Robin Ware, welcome in. Good to hear from you. Be sure you hit that follow button and our thumbs up. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, so we did the Trump sneaker thing. We got, uh, I think we got one more before we move on to our book. What? We got a lot of new viewers tonight, so people are going, your book? What the hell are you talking about? Stand by. <laughs> people are good. You know, 99.9% .9 of this show is about buttheads, asses, who do everything they can, mostly lefties, to, uh, to destroy this amazing country we have. They're not going to win. They are not going to win. I'm big on the U.S. I'm big on a comeback. It's going to happen. These people will go away, die the quick death they deserve. People are going to just keep ignoring them. Their screams and yells are not going to matter. We don't care. We don't have to call you by your pronouns you prefer. Etc. Etc. And, you know, and that's the stories that always make the news, that always you hear about it. You can't turn on a TV station or a website, but there's not some pink or purple haired freak screaming about whatever the hell the latest thing is. In spite of all that, I love it when I see these stories, and it's why when we get to the end of our stories part of the show, we always end with a piece of good news, either something to make you laugh, something to make you go, what? Or, aw. This is about a donut shop. I don't know where it is. But the fellow who owns and runs this donut shop, his wife has a brain aneurysm. So he gets up every morning, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, opens his shop at 5 a.m., stocks up all the donuts, makes and stocks all the donuts, so he can get them sold early, so he can go home and take care of his ailing wife. Well... Customers found out about it and they stepped up big time. This will restore your faith. It's 5 a.m., but the line is already out the door at Donut City. I like these as well. Customers are buying as many donuts as they can, dozens at a time. I got eight dozen donut holes. <laughs> the donuts are delicious, but that doesn't entirely explain their popularity. How's your wife doing? Good. You see, these folks are buying all the donuts because they want the owner to close up shop early so he can go home and take care of his ailing wife 
who's recovering from a brain aneurysm. I bought uh, three dozen. Yeah, I came in the other day and bought 300. My order was $36 and I just gave him a $50 bill. I Anything can help. By 7 this morning, the entire stock was sold. Not a single donut remained. And this hard-working immigrant from Cambodia will soon be headed home to be with his wife. There you go. You, uh, you hear stories about these illegal immigrants and all the troubles that they cause. This is a legal immigrant who came into this country and became a citizen the right way, doing everything he can. And these amazing folks are right there stepping up to help out. That is, wow. That renews my faith. Absolutely. Fantastic. A link to that's in our show notes, so if you want to share that out on your social media, spread the good news. There's so much bad, crap-ass news going on out there. Every now and then, spread a piece of good news. It, it helps. All right. Hey, Billy from Buffalo. We got another Billy in here. If they're going to liquidize human remains, then why not just press them into New York soil and green? That'll be next. Mark my words. The day will come. That'll be next. That'll be some World Economic Forum bullshit thing that they come up with. Since, you know, they want to reduce the population anyway, what are you going to do with all these dead bodies? Soil and green. If you've never seen that, you really need to check out that movie. It is freaky, but it's really good. What year was Soil and Green? Was it the 70s? I'm pretty sure it was the 70s. Wow. All right. It is time for our book. And because we have a lot of new people hidden in the chat, and we love you guys, thank you so much. Seriously, from the bottom of my old wrinkled heart, means the world to me that you're here. Thank you. Be sure you stop by. We're here Monday through Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, be sure you give the show a follow. It's that little green follow button down there. Really appreciate it. Uh, but one of the things that we do at the end of our show We've done it from the beginning. This is our 557th show. Yeah, we've been around a long time. And uh, great, you are just discovering us. Anyway, we always encourage reading. We want you to read. We want you to mainly get your kids to read. Most important of all, get a book in their hands. And one of the ways we do that is by reading books, part of a book, until we get to the whole book and get all the way through to the end. We have done classic children's literature on this show from the very beginning. We've done The Wizard of Oz, White Fang, Jungle Book, Alice in Wonderland, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Little Prince, you name it. We've done so many classic books. We start at the beginning, read a little piece at a time all the way through to the end. We just finished Treasure Island, which was fantastic. Yeah, I know. I was supposed to read it as a kid. I never did. So now I have to you. And uh, right now, we are in the middle of the five little peppers. It's Mamsie's birthday, and all kinds of crap is going on, and it ain't pretty. So Mamsie's birthday has arrived, and we will continue on with more of this chapter of the five little peppers and how they grew. The first thing Polly did in the morning 
was to run to the cupboard, followed by all the others, to see if the cake was safe. And then it had to be drawn out and dressed anew with the flowers, for they decided to have it on the breakfast table. It looks better, whispered Polly to Ben, than it did yesterday, and, and aren't the flowers pretty? Looks good enough to eat anyway, said Ben, smacking his lips. Well, we tried, said Polly, stilling a sigh, but now, boys, call Mamsie. Everything's ready. Oh, how surprised their mother appeared when she was ushered out to the feast, and the full glory of the table burst upon her. Her delight in the cake was fully enough to satisfy the most exacting mind. She admired and admired it on every side, protesting she shouldn't have supposed Polly could possibly have baked it as good in that old stove. And then she cut it, gave a piece to every child with a little posy on top. Wasn't it good, though? For the many other things, the cake proved better on trial than it looked, and so turned out to be really quite a good surprise all around. Why can't I ever have a birthday? asked Joel, finishing the last crumb of his piece. I should think I might, he added reflectively. Why, you have, Joe, said Ben. Eight of them. What a story, ejaculated Joel. When did I have them? I never had a cake, did I, Polly? Not a birthday cake, Joel, said his mother. You haven't got to that yet. When's it coming? asked Joel, who was decidedly of a matter-of-fact turn of mind. Mm, I don't know, said Mrs. Pepper, laughing, but there's always plenty of time ahead. Next chapter is called Trouble for the Little Brown House. Oh, I do wish, said Joel, a few mornings after, pushing back his chair and looking discontentedly at his bowl of mush and molasses, that we could ever have something new besides this everlasting old breakfast. Why can't we, Mammy? Better be glad you've got that, Joe, said Mrs. Pepper, taking another cold potato and sprinkling on a little salt. Folks shouldn't complain as long as they've got anything to eat. But I'm so tired of the same old thing, growled Joel. Seems as if she'd turn into a meal bag or a molasses jug. Well, hand it over then, proposed Ben, who was unusually hungry and had a hard day's work before him. No, said Joel, alarmed at the prospect, putting in an enormous mouthful. It's better than nothing. Oh, dear said little Phronsie, catching Joel's tone. Never mind, Pat. It isn't nice. No, it isn't. She put down her spoon so suddenly the molasses spun off in a big drop, trailed off the corner of the table, and made Polly jump up and run for the floor cloth. Oh, Phronsie, she said reprovingly. She caught sight of two big tears trying to make a path into the little molasses-streaked face. Polly'll wipe it up. Shan't we ever have anything else to eat, Polly? asked the child, gravely getting down from her high chair to watch the operation of cleaning the floor. Oh, yes, 
said Polly cheerfully. Lots and lots when our ship comes in. What'll they be? asked Phronsie, the greatest delight prepared for anything. Oh, I don't know, said Polly. Ice cream for one thing, Phronsie, and maybe little cakes. With pink on top, interrupted Phronsie, getting down by Polly's side. Oh, yes, warming with her subject ever and ever so much pink. Phronsie Pepper, more than you could ever eat. Phronsie just clasped her hands and sighed. More than she could eat was beyond her. Ha, huh, said Joel, who caught the imaginary bill of fare. That's nothing, Polly. I'd speak for a plum puddin'. Like the one mother made us for Thanksgiving, asked Polly, getting up, waiting a minute, cloth in hand for the answer. Yes, sir, said Joel, shutting one eye and looking up at the ceiling musingly when he smacked his lips in remembrance. Wasn't that prime, though? Yes, said Polly thoughtfully. Would you have them all like that, Joe? Every one, replied Joe promptly. I'd have... Seventy-five of them. Seventy-five what? asked Mrs. Pepper, who'd gone into the bedroom and now came out, a coat in hand, to sit down in the west window, where she began to sew rapidly. Better clear up the dishes, Polly, and set the table back. Seventy-five what, Joel? Plum puddings, said Joel, kissing Phronsie. Oh, dear me, exclaimed Mrs. Pepper. You don't know what you're saying, Joel Pepper. The house couldn't hold them. Oh, it wouldn't be long, responded Joel. We'd eat them. That would be foolish, proposed Ben. I have roast beef and fixings and oysters and huckleberry pie. Oh, dear, cried Polly. How nice, Ben. Why do you always think of the very best things? So Joel pooed and declared he wouldn't waste his time over old beef. He'd have something like. And he cried. Come on, Dave, what would you choose? Well, little Davy had been quietly eating his breakfast amid all this chatter. And somehow thinking it might make Mother feel badly, he'd refrained from saying how tiresome he really found this everlasting breakfast, as Joel called it. But now he looked up eagerly, his answer all ready. Oh, I know, he cried. What would be the most beautiful? Toasted bread, white bread, and candy. What's candy? asked Phronsie. Oh, you don't know, Phronsie, cried Polly. What Mrs. Beebe gave you the day before you got your shoes, the, the pink sticks and, and the peppermint stick Mr. Beebe gave you? Finished Joel, his mouth watering at the remembrance. That day you got your toe pounded, added Davy, looking at Joel. Oh, I want some now, I really do. Uh, well, Davy, said Polly, you shall have that for breakfast when our ship comes in then. Your ships aren't ever coming, broke in Mr. Mrs. Pepper wisely. If you sit there talking, folks don't ever make any fortunes by wishing. True enough, laughed Ben, jumping up, setting back his chair. Come on, Joe, you get a pile for today. 
Oh, dear, said Joel dismally. I wish Mr. Blodgett's wood was all set afire. Never say that, Joel, said Mrs. Pepper, looking up sternly. It's biting off your own nose to wish that wood was afire. Besides, it's dreadfully wicked. Joel hung his head, for his mother never spoke that way unless she was strongly moved. But he soon recovered and hastened off for his jacket. And that's where we will clip it off for today. And we'll pick it up in that chapter tomorrow at the end of our uh, of our little program here. What else has been going on? I saw the chat going a little crazy uh, a little while ago. Uh, what's happening here? We got uh, Chidenberg. Hey, Chidenberg, welcome into the stream. Appreciate it. Be sure you hit that follow button. Uh, Soylent Green Donuts. <laughs> <clears throat> Not if they're made from soil and green. Thank you. 1973 Charles Heston. Really, Robin Ware? Cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, it would seem like it was probably about, yeah, 73 sounds about right. I would have been, let me see, 10, 12, 13, 14, I would have been about 15 years old. Yes? I'm that freaking old. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks so much for popping by. If you're new to the show, really appreciate it. We are here Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Dan Bongino comes up next at 11 here on Rumble. Be sure you give him a look and a like and a follow. Fantastic show. We love the dancer. And uh, I will see you all again tomorrow. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>